Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. And listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I am joined by my partner in crime, Ricky. Good evening to you, Ricky, and how are you on this hot, sweltery evening? Good evening. Doing well. We've got a, a shirtless Clive with us tonight. Well, they didn't need to what? know that, but... They, That's fine. Don't worry, they can't see you. It's only my eyes that can see you. And your wife, you obviously. Uh, it's hot up here and I'm wearing headphones so it's a preemptive measure to make sure that I don't overheat and collapse mid-recording because that would be been hot and humid the last couple of days and tomorrow's going to be worse tomorrow folks we're looking at what, 30 degrees celsius and I know some people are going to say that's nothing it's a standard wherever you are but we're not we're not built for this weather well, no, I'm certainly not. We're, we're made for... Uh, neither, I don't hate it. We're made for the cold and rain. Yeah, I, I make Seamus look like Mark Henry, basically. And I'm a disgrace to people of my heritage as well. <laughs> uh, just in general? Well, not just in general, but when it comes to the heat, unable to cope with the heat. So if it's going to be a hot day tomorrow and you're not in the house, or sorry, you are in the house, just make sure you keep those curtains drawn keep your living room cool and head on over to powerslam.tv and put in the promo code social suplex for your chance to have a three month three months worth of four thousand hours worth of independent wrestling from around the world there you go and while while you're watching uh, powerslam tv or perhaps listening to the latest episode of ricky and clive wrestling show on the social suplex podcast network Make sure you're hydrated in such warm weather. Plenty of fluids down you folks. Mm-hmm. And while you're, just in case you're drinking so much fluid that you end up spilling some juice or water on your t-shirt, make sure you have a spare t-shirt handy. Head over, head on over to <laughs> prowrestlingtees.net forward slash social suplex. I don't know if you do the forward slash or not, but do that. Get yourself a t-shirt in time for the heat wave tomorrow. Uh, and you can get ourselves, One Nation Radio, keeping it strong style, and the very own Social Suplex logo itself. Any other seamless plugs, Ricky? I think that's it. That was pretty good going, actually. Thanks very much. That was that was excellent. Got half the plugs out the way already. I know. So, 
tonight we're going to do another listener's questions. We've asked people on Twitter to come at us with what we think on certain things going on in the world of professional wrestling at the moment. Uh, we've got a few ones to keep us going, but in the meantime, I have a question for you, Ricky. Uh, a couple of people have asked your thoughts on the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax number 29. So, I know that you had a bit of a marathon of it on Saturday. I'm not sure if you've seen anything that since then. So, I'm just going to hand it over to you for a couple of, a few, five minutes or so, however long it will take. <laughs> um, give us your thoughts on your G1, your first proper G1 experience. I haven't watched a single bit. <laughs> just no, just um, all the gifts. I'm almost up to date, so the only the only night that I've not saw is the one earlier on today. Uh, today being Wednesday. Um, so I will be catching up with that at some point. Probably it will need to be Friday because I've got NXT and NXT UK tomorrow, which takes uh, priority. But... Um, yeah, I'll just, I always say I'll try and keep it short, but, you know, I talk quite a bit. Um, just my overall thoughts on it, first and foremost. Um, when people do say it's it's a slog, it, it is hard going. And I was fortunate when I was able to, when the wife and the kids were away for, away out with her cousin for most of the day. On a Saturday, I was able to catch up. So I understand when people say it is a slog because if you do get a day or two behind, you know, you're really you really are behind. Um but yeah, um night one was the one back in Dallas. Um what was it like July seventh or something it was, I can't remember the exact date. Or was it the fourteenth? Um seventh or fourteenth, it was the seventh. It was a really good night. Um there was about four real good matches on it. Um uh, Okada and Tanahashi um, closed that evening. That was that was sensational. Um, well, Osprey had a had a really really good match with um, Archer. Zack Saber Junior also was in action as well. Um, no, sorry, it wasn't it was um, Kenta and and Ibushi. And it, what was quite surprising was when that sense was um, it was it was almost like a, a squash match, like you know Abushi really didn't get much offense in whatsoever, um, and I suppose that was I say they used that stage to kind of showcase Kenta coming in. Um, so yeah, but like I said, overall, um, there's been one or two, well more than one or two. There's been some matches that you can definitely bypass, and some matches you know that are just that are not worth watching. Um, you know, I like people get into these star ratings. My kind of ratings for matches are quite simple. It's I won't watch it again, or if I stumble across a match, I'll watch it again. And the third category is I'll definitely be watching that again. Simple. A lot, the vast majority of these matches fall in. The I'll definitely watching that again category. If not, it will just be slightly before it. You know, and sort of in between the last two categories. Mm-hmm. Um, Moxley's looked just strong as hell. You know, he's undefeated so far. 
Um, I've saw the results from earlier on on Twitter, so I know, spoiler alert, you might want to skip, so yeah, Mox is still unbeaten. Um, so, he he had this really, really great match um, just the other night. In fact, he also had a great match with um, with the man who who does the drop for this podcast, Jeff Cobb. Um, right. I've enjoyed a lot of Jeff Cobb's work as well in the G1. Kind of like after meeting him last year at ICW, you're kind of like you, you, you're hoping he does well. And uh-huh. you know, for me, he's kind of showcased himself very well. Um, but yeah, Mox, he's had a couple of real great battles. Um, I've heard some a lot good of his matches. Sorry, when you go. I've heard some good stuff about his Ishii match. That. Like a lot of people, that was at one. I think that was arguably the best match of a tournament up until that took place. Um, Ibushi and Osprey, um, which was on night five, was could well be the match of a tournament. Um, it, and, and honestly, it's not my favourite match. Um, like, I understand why people think it's so great, and it really was great, but I absolutely loved Okada and Tanahashi from night one. Um, I'm... Yeah, but like I said, you're kind of... You've been nitpicking. Like, I don't think you can really go wrong, in a sense that if you say this is my favourite match, I think there's been there's been so many great matches. Um, Osprey and Okada itself was excellent as well. The, the closing sequence to that match was was absolutely tremendous. Um, other matches have really stuck out. Osprey and Lance Archer as well from night one, uh, which is funny because talking to Jeremy of Keeping It Strong Style, yeah, I was he was telling me you can probably skip most Fallier matches, you can probably miss uh, skip most Archer matches, matches and listening to. Keeping it strong, so Jeremy and Josh are kind of fast becoming archer marks, which yeah. is kind of funny to see. Uh-huh. Um, but he, for, for a big guy, he's got a pretty good moveset. Um, obviously, isn't that fluid in the ring as some other people? But he, he's a big horse. He's like I was impressed with some of the moves he was pulling out. Um, Ken and Bushy for despite kind of being, so I wouldn't go as far as say Brock Cena. It's not that level of squash. Bushy got enough in. To, to not want that kind of label. Um, but it was almost a 20-minute glorified squash match, but it was still a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, Cobb versus Ishii was also excellent. Kenta Tanahashi was also really good. Um, overall, like I think the best thing about it so far has been just getting to watch wrestling and just not caring about Booking and how people came into the tournament and how what could what might develop after the tournament and where they're going to go with this. It's I understand that me coming in and watching the G One, I have a, an understanding of the wrestlers and where everyone how how things led to the G One because purely because listening to keeping it strong style. Um, so you kind of had an idea of what to expect from certain people, but just that, just knowing that you don't really care who wins, 
Uh-huh. Feels good. Um, just getting to sit and watch it. Now, I, I'm not going to now turn around and say I'll watch the New Japan product every week. I think <clears throat> I've watched it sporadically, and I think the great thing about me just sitting and watching it sporadically and enjoying it is because I've not been emotionally invested in anyone. Yes. Well, and, I, and I like that aspect of it. What I was going to um, ask was, see, because you've said a few times on here that you don't really care if people are bad at promos or if their characters are rubbish. I want to see good wrestling. So I, I imagine without a desire for story and all the booking that comes along with it, you've just went in blind and probably better for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I say, is, um, you have an idea purely from listening to Keeping It Strong Style. But listening to someone talk about it and actually going in and watching something and forming your own opinion is completely different things. Uh-huh. So my my opinions are obviously swayed by the knowledge of Jeremy and Josh. So it allowed me kind of to not go in completely blind in the sense of what I'm going to be looking at. But at the same time, um, yeah, like, I am kind of partially blind to it. Um, but in a good way so, in, in a very good way in a very good way uh, I think my if anyone wants to watch this for yourself for instance if I could recommend any night I would recommend night 3 night 3 was headlined by Kenta and Tanahashi right uh, it had Archer versus Farley I had Sanada, Osprey, Saber, Okada, Evil and Ibushi. So I'm just reading these off my notes. Mm-hmm. Like Archer and Farley was the worst match out of the lot, but it was still like a a decent decent enough watch. Um I don't think any of these matches maybe Kenta Tanahashi or the Osprey Sanada match. Um I personally preferred Kenta Tanahashi. Um None of them quite hit the mark, say, behind it, behind ceiling that, say, Osprey and and um, Ibushi hit or Moxley and Ishii hit. But overall, the entire pay-per-view, like, all five matches, well, one match was, was, was good, and then the other four matches were borderline kind of, like, moving into great territory. So for overall, like, quality of matches... On one night, that's probably my favourite night so far. Um, like I said, I'm going. I'm away next week, so I know I'm going to struggle. I'm going to be once again kind of falling behind. Um, I need to ensure come Monday that I am up to date. Uh, I know come Sunday, if I mean I need to miss a show, then I'm going to miss it because Sundays I'm watching the the one match that I was desperately looking forward to takes place on Sunday and it's Moxley versus Naito um, this was what I, I said to Jeremy again I was talking to him before the G1 started and I said if I can only watch one match this is the match that I'm desperate to see I think you can get Moxley's kind of craziness and up against Naito's kind of okay this is what you are kind of, you know just how laid back he kind of is I think the match is going to be great. I think this is where Moxley's run. I think he'll lose the match. Um, and it's going to be kind of a big moment when Moxley does because this will be his first defeat. Um, mm-hmm. So, this is that, that I can't wait. I've been wanting to fast forward to this moment 
since G1 started. Um, Do you know what I find quite fascinating? What I find quite fascinating about Moxley is there was a massive furor about him appearing at Double or Nothing. Uh And he's done a couple of promo videos on social media and had a match with Joey Janela. So you were conditioned to think he's going to be an AEW star. But not a lot's happened for AEW while in New Japan in the space of what? A month? He's just become a household name already and he's making a name for himself with all these match of the year contenders. And he's had, like, it's as if, it's as if New Japan is more of a priority than AEW for him. Well, the rumour was he did sign with New Japan before he signed with AEW and hence why he's on the G1, why he won the US title, etc. And, um, and I know the problem with the AEW thing is that obviously their weekly programme doesn't start until October. Um, uh-huh. What is it? October 2nd, I want to say. Um, yep, and Rich pointed it out in the Messenger group earlier on. Eight, do you know AEW? On the 2nd of October, do you know who they're going head-to-head with? Who? I'm looking at him and you're looking at him. Us? Our podcast will drop in around the time their debut show happens, so... You know, they're coming after the best. Oh, is that what he meant by your show? Yes. Because he'd asked on Twitter, how do you feel about... AEW dropping the time of your show. I thought you meant. Oh, NXT. I did. I never saw that. I saw it in Messenger Group. Well, I told Rich that like they don't want that smoke. I'm going to have to tweet Cody and tell him that you might need to adjust your your TV time. Personally, I think it's a disgusting promotional tactic, if you ask me, uh, to air the same time that we record, even though. Well, I think I think it will be by the time we drop the podcast. Mm-hmm. It'll be just an hour or so before AEW starts. Well, see if that hurts our numbers that week. Then, Cody, we're coming for you, pal. Oh, we're coming for you. And we're going to start with your dog. Oh, that would get so much heat. And I hate dogs. Sorry, Kyle. I love your dog. Um, but yeah, final few things for me, G1. Um, the great thing about, for instance, Osprey and Obushi, they both come in to the match with like legit injuries. So I don't know if you ever saw um, uh, Osprey's, sorry, not Osprey's, Obushi's ankle, his foot. He hurt it on night one. As soon as you saw, it, as soon as he landed on, you kind of saw him wincing and grabbing at it, uh-huh. and then for the next minute or two, he was really, he really, really didn't try and put much weight on it. And you can even he hit the ropes, and you kind of see, <clears throat> you could see that he wasn't going full pelt. Um, Osprey came in with a legit shoulder injury, I think, as well. Because um, I think there was possibility that he could be withdrawn from it. And the great thing was, like, they were both one after the injured body part. I, just, I love just seeing that in any type of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a real throwback 80s, 90s kind of vibe to it, where, where someone sees a body part, targets it, and continues going after it throughout the match. Right. Um, really, really like that stuff. Like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mark for that kind of wrestling. Um but yeah, um, and another thing, I'm, I'm going to have to apologise to Rich here, but Jay White, like, I think the hate's unnecessary. Like, he's been involved in a couple of really, really good matches. He had a really good match on night four with Ishii. Um, I've, I've enjoyed Jay White stuff, if I'm honest. 
Um, he had a match with Yarn, which was kind of quite forgettable. Um, he had a good match with Goto as well on night two. Yep, night two. Um, so I've been quite impressed with Jay White. I think I think he he really has impressed me. Well, from the limited matches I've seen, I have liked him. But um, like I say, is um, overall. It is difficult to keep up with. As much as I've enjoyed it, it still is difficult. Um, we don't. I don't have the. I don't have like. I don't have like the ability or the, the chance to come home and just kind of sit down and watch two and a half, three hours of wrestling. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I need to, we need, like, as you know yourself, kind of need to pick and choose when we can fit that in. Yep. If that means waking up a little bit earlier, then kind of need to do that. Um, I've tried to cram it in on, on the way to work and, like, during my lunch breaks and coming home from work on the train, etc. Yeah, a lot of um, my stuff comes early doors as well. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's a good thing as well. Um, generally, it'll be on or just round about when we go to work um, if not then it'll be finished even before we get to lunch um, but yeah overall like I said it has been it has been tough going just to try to keep up with everything but it's been some great great matches um, and yeah I'll definitely continue watching the rest of it you know I have to now I don't really have a choice um, I've made it this far into it so I'm going to keep going um, I've not really, I don't really watch undercard matches I just go straight into the block matches uh-huh. um, other cars kind of full uh, full of tag matches. I just go straight into the to the main stuff. Um, yeah, overall, like if you want kind of an experience of the New Japan product, I would definitely say it was what was night was it night four or whatever I said it was. Um, if you really want to kind of get an idea of what it's like, then I recommend. I definitely recommend that night. Um, that wasn't night four. It was night night three. So if even if you watch night three, I think you'll get an idea of what it's about and how good it actually is. Um, yeah. So actually, I'm looking forward to the rest of it, but I'm especially looking forward to Sunday. So you are turning into a new Japan mark before our very eyes. Ah, not really. I'm I'm turning it. I've become well. I always have been, but now I'm an even bigger keeping it strong style mark. Oh, they love so, hearing that. You just got some brownie points there. I know, I know. Um, as I said, the last few weeks, the pod- podcast have been going for like three hours and stuff, and sometimes you might think that's a bit of a drag, but it doesn't ever feel no, like it. No, it doesn't. I mean, it goes in quick. Sometimes, it does. See, sometimes when I've got a busy playlist, then the 1.2 or 1.3 speed button is heavily pressed because it's just got so much to get through, but... Uh, it's never a drag. No, um, so yeah, let's like say um, overall it's been it's been really really good. I've in, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And hopefully the rest of the tournament lives up to what the, the initial first sort of seven nights have done. Good, good. Glad you could give us some the lowdown on that because we don't really talk about New Japan, and I know some people were interested. So you have no, I know. You've said hey, if you want like a proper breakdown of each match and each show. Head over to keep it a strong style. Oh, listen, we could open up a, an electrician's, all these great plugs we're doing today. We could, we could. Jeremy and Josh can just slip us that money now. Ah, uh, thank God you said money there. 
So, uh, right, will we move on to some listener questions then? Yes. So, this is a part of the show where I'll take over now. Since we've already spoke about it, we'll just go straight on to Richie's question. How do you guys feel about AEW counter-programming your show on Wednesdays in October? As I said, Rich, Cody's going to soon realise he doesn't... he he didn't want this smoke yeah. it's it was only like NXT UK are aware that they'll drop early on a Wednesday because they don't want to come up against us <laughs> so Cody will soon realise you know that he doesn't want to mess with Rick and Clive that's true uh, see I thought you meant coming up against NXT or NXT UK if that was the actual question then it doesn't bother me because I watch them the next day anyway. Oh, if that's what Rich, I don't. If that's what Rich means, but I don't think it is. Um, if it is, yeah, NXT UK, like you said, I don't get to see that until probably as the same as you Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. So, because we do record during NXT UK, uh-huh. um, and then by the time we finish recording, I just want to get about. Lucky for you. But either way, it's not going to end well for Cody. Nope. You're either coming up against Ricky and Clive or you're coming up against Joe Coffey. Tell old Pharaoh to let our podcast alone. <laughs> Can't believe we're threatening dogs on the show now. Yep. <laughs> we don't like dogs. Anyway, let's move on. Right. Um, Mr. It. It's Ray Cash, <clears throat> friend of the show, Rance Morris. Um, He's got three questions for us. So I'll leave the last one because Calf submits a question and it ties in together. So first up, Clive, you can hit this one. How would you book Daniel Bryan if two, on 205 Live if the rumour is true? I'll keep my answer short and sweet. I wouldn't put him on 205. That's it. That's fair enough. Let's just see it I'd, happens. I'd sign, I'd sign him off, sorry, for a one-off match with Gulak. But that's it. I would, you can't possibly put your best wrestler and one of the most over guys in the world of wrestling on no disrespect on 205 well if you want to raise the profile of 205 then that's fine I understand that argument but then go get someone else that's not named Daniel Bryan I'm looking at you Finn <laughs> just not Daniel Bryan but anyway sorry on you go uh, well he is quite similar to Drew Gulak where his heel stick is that he's basically there as the saviour of the brand that they're on and that they are a better wrestler than everyone else on the show and they're there to save save their brand basically because Drew Gulak tweeted out recently uh, I wear this as a badge of struggle or something I can't remember exactly but he's talking about the struggle so if Daniel Bryan was to come in and he was to start claiming I'm here to save 205 Live while Drew Gulak's a champion maybe Gulak and Daniel Bryan worked together for a while and just uh, a two a two midget power trip, as it were. Mm. <laughs> uh, but after a while, dissension forms between the within the ranks, um, and it leads to somewhere down the line those two separating, fighting against each other, and eventually having a a shoot submission match of some description. I'd be all for that. For Daniel Bryan yeah, I mean, to then win the title. Daniel Bryan against a, a couple of people, Daniel Bryan, Tony Nese or Gulak, you know, there's a couple of people there, but like I say, again, just no disrespect and offensive to five. Daniel Bryan is just too great and too good to be on there. Um, but I've got, so I'm going to veer slightly away from Rance's question and come back to another one of his because Jeremy 
has asked us a question related to 205, so I'll get that. Okay. Um, who would Clive like to see on 205 Live? Right, let's say that it's not someone who's been on before. So we'll take Chad okay. Gable out of the equation. Don't even know if he is full-time or not. Shane Sewell Strickland, a.k.a. Isaiah Scott, a.k.a. Killshot, put in a hell of a shift against Mr. Gulak this week. Very surprisingly over with the usually dead crowd. Um, so someone that's not been on 205 Live yet. Danny Birch I would quite like to see. Um, there's a, probably a couple more from the main roster I'm not that interested in Finn Balor going over just, neither am I I'm just kind of throwing it out there um, I'm trying to think from NXT who could I would um, Kushida who will maybe. be making his ICW debut this Saturday? That's just fucking insane. That is bonkers. But, you know, I need, like, honestly, like, I'm not sure if Kushida is an upgrade on Jeff Jarrett, though, you know? No, Kushida's uh, not a good finesse. No, I, I, that's just fucking, like, that's just ridiculous. Um, he even tweeted out, goes, I go to Glasgow this weekend, you're like, my lord, the people are going to that show. I know. It's night one as well, so it's this Saturday. Um, yeah, no, Kushida, maybe. Um, just kind of looking around, maybe, if it's possible, Bobby Fish. If it gives him something to do. I know we've, in, we've got the, the... Is that tag? I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, so I'm not going to mention it, actually. Um, yeah. Who else on the main roster? Um, For some reason, I'm struggling to think. Like just just because of how great he is, and just kind of his association and history with the cruiserweights. Like maybe to see Drew, uh, Drew Gulak versus Rey Mysterio. Uh huh. Like something like that. I'm not saying send uh, Ray there full time, but just maybe that one off kind of match. I um, I think that would be good if he can stay fit. Yep. Um, so before veering back to Rance, I'll just I'll ask. I'll just say Jeremy's next question is what's Ricky's favourite match been in the G1 thus far like I spoke about how much I loved Osprey and Ibushi it's probably number two I would say on my list um, but and I, and I spoke glowingly how they both targeted their injuries etc and I know I've got no kind of emotional attachment to any wrestlers or any of the booking but Okada and Tanahashi that had me gripped from the very beginning um, it legit felt and it was like two bona fide superstars lowercase you know yes. like yes not only Lorcan type um, tweets um, it just it, it did it felt it felt like when Pacquiao and Mayweather were kind of stood across from each other in the ring. Yes, granted, it was still five, six years too late. But when that moment happened, you were like, "It's wow! Like this is two legit legends." And that's what it felt like throughout the entire time we were Carantan. Actually, loved the last sort of five minutes of it. So I guess 
that kind of played a part in it for me. The fact that I was that gripped by it and I was drawn to these two because I knew I could, could just tell even through the TV, just like these are two big stars. And I know sometimes I do say it's just all about the wrestling for me, but in this instance, like everything surrounding it and just who they were, etc. Like that's been my favourite match so far. It might not be the best match so far, but it's been my favourite. I think that's the way I would okay. differentiate it. Uh, right, okay, so veering back to Rance. Rance's, uh, well, third question on it, but it was his last one on his tweet, asked, what does Roman Reigns do at SummerSlam? Good question. So, it's Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. And am I right in saying Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens ended up teaming up? Yeah, like... It- I think cause the match started off it was like a, a headlock and it, Drew broke it up and then there was another wee thing that Drew broke it up and then all of a sudden it, they just all hell broke us um, and then they, the show ended basically where Owens and Reigns stood side by side my theory is I think Roman gets involved in the KO Shane match right I could maybe see something like Roman kind of being almost inserted and kind of being involved in the story I'll be building up to it and Shane kind of says you're barred from ringside I don't know I could I don't know if you'll have an actual official match and that that's fucking crazy that um, the only one I can think of is Drew McIntyre and I have a funny feeling and I was speaking to Caleb about this and he was like are we are we in position to get Cedric Alexander versus Drew not for SummerSlam but they can't give us Roman versus Drew again no, because probably Roman would win that one, and you can't take three straight defeats and still be considered. Yeah, you know what we say: wins and losses don't matter, but feuds, wins and losses do. Yeah, and, and and even though it's Roman, but that's not the point. You just can't lose three significant big time matches on the bounce against the same guy. Don't get me wrong, the match quality will be up there. The match at Stomping Grounds is um, a barn burner for me, just for the the sports entertainment aspect of it all, which is a dirty word these days, but who cares? Uh, it's still good fun, and I think they could. it's one of those ones I could watch them wrestle each other any time. It does feel a bit overdone, though. Oh, definitely. That's... It's, it's a difficult question to answer because I don't think there's any real direction for him at this moment in time. Um, are you, if, if, Drew, you kind of, if Drew and Cedric sorry. have a match, I'd be stunned. So would I, but like, I understand Caleb's kind of thinking and ration, uh, rationale behind it. Um, Caleb and rationale in the same, quite, in the same <laughs> sense. Jeez. Um, shout out to Caleb. Um no, uh, nothing. Nothing seems too obvious at this moment in time. Where they're going to go with him? I, I hope we don't get a throwaway match with him in the lies or something like that. Like, <clears throat> but I could see him not having an official match, but kind of helping KO get the victory over Shane because some other guys might, like Drew or Elias, might get involved. So Roman comes down to try and even the numbers a little bit. Uh, just that's, whenever someone's involved, I feel like that's interested. underwhelming because Roman's so damn good in the ring. But I can't think of where he would go from here. 
Um, don't know, just maybe gets involved in the Seth and Brock match. I don't know, I'm like, no, no chance. Um, it's a difficult one, like I say, there's no real clear path that, no. that they can go on. But um, yeah, so moving on, so we've got a couple from Calf. So Calf's question and Rancy's question kind of tie in together, we do tie in. So Rancy asks, how would you use Legends on a regular basis to give back and keep the rates up? And Calf responds to that saying, I will go further with Ray's first question, especially for Clyde. (laughs) And Calf delivers, you have to book Legends into your programming. How do you do it? Clive? Pass. No. See, they're there a lot anyway. You want to hear my answer and see how you feel about it and uh then maybe give you time to think. My my first, my initial reaction was they could play the role of the local local independent talent that gets the the jobbers and the squash matches. So here's my, I've got two and it's funny because <clears throat> I had this exact same conversation with Caleb this morning if they were to only appear on the two Saudi shows I'd be happy with that for me personally just for me it's because I don't watch them shows because I don't take them serious as pay-per-views not for any kind of stance I just don't take them serious as a pay-per-view because what like you said it's kind of legends that are appearing legends taking on legends you get the Royal Rumbles etc couple with one or two kind of important matches but I don't take those pay-per-views serious and I don't treat them as pay-per-views what pay-per-views the, the two Saudi shows alright okay so that would be what I would do but the other thing that I would do and I'm I, I know I don't know if it was on a show that we spoke about it with France or we spoke, spoke about it with France and on WhatsApp that you would have your own kind of Legends circuit Legends tour um, I can't remember was he on the show when we, when we spoke about this I don't know can't remember so I feel like this was Vance's idea and we all kind of chipped in with it as well so I, I would I'd put like if you were desperate to have them like certain people on it an hour or 45 minutes on a network 45 minutes each week just exclusively on the network and give them their own little show like wrestling wise if they were desperate to wrestle um Let's say you don't need to bring them on Raw SmackDown to do that. You would just give them, let's say, a Legends Circuit, Legends Tour, maybe put a title in there as well, and just have that on network. And if you wanted to see that, then it's available to you. But for me personally, um, when Undertaker returned a few weeks back, I legit popped because it, it, it came out of nowhere. I'm not a huge fan of bringing back all these legends at the same time I don't mind if people make the odd appearance now and then as well and I, I accept it I, I generally there's going to be one that appears maybe at the Royal Rumble and I accept that there's always going to be a kind of part time legendary um, comedian actor type person involved in a match at Wrestlemania I've come to accept that as well right. I, I wouldn't want them regularly on TV unless and it's a big unless, it's a big thing, 
they still have the ability to put on good matches. Well, I've worked, I've managed to work around that with my answer. Because let's be honest, not a lot of those reg- not a lot of those legends can still wrestle. Yep. So what I would do is first of all use them as um let me see used in angles as special guest referees. So like on screen characters? On screen characters, whether it's authority figures, heel um so Instead of having the McMahons as authority figures, you've got someone like, I don't know, Ted DiBiase or something, right? Uh, and then he's got a heel stable and stuff like that. Just take the McMahons out of the equation. You could have them as leaders of stables. You could have them as managers for wrestlers who've not got an ounce of charisma um, or valleys, whichever way you want to go. You could use them effectively like they did with um, Dusty Rhodes and the Rhodes Brothers against the Shield back in 2013 when it was a family thing because I'm, yep. I'm sure a few of those legends have got children that are in the business use them like that um, and if you're going to use a lot of them you've got five brands there spread them out you've got NXT, the UK one 205 keep them off the UK one please see, you can't pick and choose yeah but she's Calf and Rans both asked how we would book them. I right. wouldn't book them on the UK shows. I'm trying to think of UK legends. If it's a William Regal appearing, that's fine. Well, he appears now and again anyway. Don't give me... Don't give me Hulk Hogan. I don't want to ever see him. Never, never yeah. been a fan of him anyway. Um, don't give even Hell, don't even give me HBK. Shout out to Booker T. For, <laughs> like, oh, Booker T, take my money. That was excellent, that stare that you gave Hulk Hogan. That spoke, it said a thousand words. Uh, aye, there, I would obviously be selective about which legends I used. Hulk Hogan would no, be nowhere near it. And I also... Rich put out a tweet when Hogan came out and it was just... It was kind of sad to read. What was that one again? Not like how everyone was cheering him, but inside him, like, Rich was feeling like this, and it was like, it was Dwayne Wade, I think it was, I'm sure it was Dwayne Wade, that had like a tear running down his eye, and I'm like, that's, that was hard to read. Hard to read. Uh, it's, he's done far too much damage, and people are just willing to let it go. Uh, like, people would let it, some people might let it go and move on if they got, like, a proper apology. A lot of the legends have done a lot of damage over the years. I know, I know. Um, like, I think, I think this question is difficult to answer because a lot of people are really indifferent towards the A lot of people love to see them back, and some people just don't want to see them. They're like, your time has come and gone. Maybe if you want to appear randomly in segments at WrestleMania or maybe at a Royal Rumble appearance, or if you have to have like a random Raw reunion or Raw 1000 or whatever it was, fine. I think people will be like, do you know what? These are kind of one-off type things. I like I said, I would I could only get behind it if it was in non-wrestling roles. Yeah, see, see if there was a wrestler, one who could still wrestle. And yep. I'm going to use, I know it's not an exact analogy, but Drake Maverick on 205 Live 
He's not wrestled at all on 205 Live, but now Canellis has got his back up so much that he's fighting him in an unsanctioned match, no less. So see if you're gearing up to something and it's going to have some sort of big payoff, then fine. I'm happy to go down that route, but not wrestling, not taking up time on TV, wrestling every week. In the background, as a manager, the odd, um, what do you call it, commentary spot, fine, but not wrestling. No. I says, bottom line is, they've got, like, I always say, it's all about the wrestling, bottom line is they've got to be able to go in the ring. That's all that matters to me. Mm -hmm. And if they they can't, then the only way I'd like them on the show is if it's going to be, like I said, in a non-wrestling capacity. Correct answer. That was... It was quite. Uh, uh, I think I felt like we've answered that quite well. Um, right, so moving on. Calf also asks, "What do you think of the latest hashtag? Give WWE women a chance. Was the first time just a fluke to welcome Ronda, or was it real? Have fun recording." Well, can I take this one first? Yep. Right. I've not I've not really paid much attention to the main roster this week, right? I'm not gonna lie. I'm also I'm still suffering from all sorts of mental health after Raw twenty five last year. <laughs> <laughs> so the Raw reunion wasn't going to do next to anything for me at all. Aside from the fact there wouldn't be much built to SummerSlam, it's just it's not a route I'm happy like okay, fine, have your reunion shows but I'm not gonna have much to say about it. But then this, I saw this hashtag started doing the rounds, this give WWE women a chance. And am I right in saying I got, um, I was asking you, has this started because there wasn't a lot of women featured on the show? And Kathy had said it's probably actual wrestling time. So before she'd answered that, I was thinking, I'm going to sound, I'm going to take a page out of your book, Ricky, and say, I hope this doesn't sound sexist. Mm-hmm. So in the last few months, women have main evented mania. You've got two, yep, two internet darlings are your current champions at the moment. They've fended off people who the internet hates, and Lacey Evans and Alexa Bliss. Easily, might I add, when you take it all into consideration, uh, near enough consecutive pay per views as well. You've got another in- internet darling. She's wrestling for the title against Bailey at one of the big four of the year. You've got smaller stories going on with Mandy Rose and the Iconics, etc. Carmella has got more airtime than Shane McMahon. <laughs> Maria Canellis, she's got this dominant feminist in her relationship role going on on two shows, no less. This one, it does pain me to say it, pains me greatly, considering the topic we've just discussed, but you had women of the past with their time to shine with the currently very popular 24-7 title. I'm not happy that older veterans winning things like that happened at the expense of the current roster, but all we've heard over the years is these women of the past weren't given a chance back then and they got their chance on Monday night. Okay, still wouldn't be my preferred choice, but i tell you something, see when Alundra Blaze was about to put that title in the bin, I was going to go mental. Uh, where was I? You've got a good number, not a good number, there's never a good number of injuries, but you've got a sizable chunk of people out with concussions, 
uh, surgery, shoulder injuries. Uh, Mickey James just went in for surgery last week, I believe. Yep. Right. Would you say that's given women a chance? I don't watch Raw and Smackdown, right? Um, in its entirety. I, do I. I read it and I see what I like the sound of and I'll watch it. What did I watch from Raw this week? I watched the opening segment purely because the Doctor Thugonomics came back and I'm here for that any fucking time and every single time. I watched the Austin bit because I it's Austin at the end of the day. Not too much in between that, if I'm honest. Very little in between that. Um, now, my understanding is, and this is where we might be a little bit ignorant, because we don't, we didn't watch it. So this hashtag started after Raw, or kind of during Raw. Mm-hmm. I understand where people are coming from with it. But as you say, it's like... Like the biggest star in the company of the last like nine months or so has been a female. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe the three biggest stars in the company in the last nine months have all been females. See, is it is it is it a bit too early to jump on it after because I've not featured heavily in one show because you did get the Becky and Natalia segment. Um, I. I fully understand and I think it just but it, it just feeds into the narrative that the women are kind of thought of just eye candy in, in, in sort of second second class citizens compared to the men so it feeds into that mentality and I get that um, I, see I think honestly I don't really know I think the point the hashtag was brought up because there wasn't a lot of women wrestling on Raw right and that's if that's the case then people this is what the hashtag this is why it grew arms and legs last week there was a fatal four way match for the to win as a number one contender to face Becky Lynch at SummerSlam that match was over half an no not over just under half an hour long and people unceremoniously shat all over that women's match in attendance as well as online and Alexa Bliss was getting pelters on Twitter, bordering on abuse. So you had you had a big long match last week and shat all over it. But when they don't get a match this week, you decide to hold WWE to to whatever to a higher standard than yourselves. Uh huh. Like how about how about dear level-headed fans? How about you give WWE women a chance? Maybe they should change the hashtag to give my favourites a chance. Because <laughs> I think really this is what it boils down to again. Someone's favourite has been used, has not been used to their standard and it's time to add to that pile of false narratives that are swimming about on there. So, yes, just like everyone else, the women could be used better. But just remember the sentiment a week ago when people were saying that the wrestling was shite on it. So, give you you give them a chance. Well, that's a valid point. But I also understand what, what I'm a coming from with of that. Um, okay. It's it is a touchy kind of subject. I feel. Um, 
So it's all right for it's all right for fans to shit on the women, but it's not okay for WWE to do so. Well, that's where the fans feel like whatever they want and say should happen. I've again, if someone wants to come back and tell me, right, was there much wrestling on Raw this week? Probably not. That um, That's a genuine question. I don't watch it. I watch two segments, and it just happened to be like promo type segments. Mm-hmm. So come back and answer that, um, and then maybe we can have a discussion about it. Um, and moving on to Kraft's kind of second point, about it, is it was the first time just a fluke to welcome Ronda, or was it for real? For me, it was for real. It was like a, it was like a crescendo. It was like the the beat building up to ultimately to hear the bass drop, or to hear the beat drop. Well, see when you take into account stuff like Becky Lynch on NXT. the front cover, front cover of magazines, and Becky Lynch yep. on, uh, and Charlotte. What was the red carpet affair? What was that? The ESPs, maybe. Oh, recently, Charlotte was on in front of an ESPN thing as well, and it started from NXT. And it, just, it started building. It started building. It granted, fine. People like Stephanie comes out and makes out like I'm behind the revolution, but the reality is we all know who's behind the revolution, really. Um, <clears throat> and it built and built and built, and it just got to a point where, even if they wanted to dampen it, even if they wanted to push it down, they couldn't. Um, so no I don't think it was a fluke I don't think it was um, I also don't think it was a like a pre-planned type thing I think it built up from NXT mm-hmm. and then I think it, it kind of started catching a little bit of attention on social media and then let's say so it was a combination of both almost but for me I'd like to think it was a lot, of, lot to do with the fact that you saw how the women were performing in NXT, and it was like, well, why can't you do now do that in the main roster type thing? Um, and was it kind of to welcome Ronda? I, I don't think so. I think Ronda definitely helped build the evolution as well. Um, I feel like she helped take it up another level. Mm-hmm. Um, she almost like made it feel legitimate, if you know what I mean. And I hate, I hate that because... At the end of the day, it's not UFC, it's not MMA, it's not boxing. You know, it's 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 predetermined entertainment. But overall, no, I don't think it was a fluke, and I don't think it was um, to welcome Ronda. I think she played a part, but I do think that it started garnering that much attention, both on social media and both what the women were doing at NXT. It kept building and building, and it came to a point where even if they wanted to control it, they couldn't. Mhm. I agree. Um, I think it's. I wouldn't use this week as a barometer for the state of the women's division at all, because it wasn't even a barometer for the state of any division. Like I says, come back to me and tell me how much wrestling was on it, and then I can maybe form a proper opinion on it. Yeah, but come back to us and tell us how much women's wrestling and segments there were last week. Yep. Um, Always use your head, even though that's not our slogan. <laughs> shout out to the Outsider's Edge. 
Um, oh, and before anyone might want to start giving us shit about how we could be sexist, etc., like, just fucking go back and listen to our, uh, any of our episodes and see how much we glowingly talk about the women and how great they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is a, this is a person right here that says Charlotte is pound for pound, everybody as good as anybody in the company. Yep. When you factor everything in. Um, final question of the day comes from Mr. Rab Ropes himself, Mr. Semi-Finalist. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, Josh went at Sir Sam on Keep It Strong Style. So it was... Shots fired. The, the, oh, it was. The 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 promo battles have begun. We need, have to, begun. We need to get some promo battles on Twitter for this. Or what if we, we could reach out to them and get like them to quickly record a 30 second snippet and include it in the podcast one week? We should take this up as a big deal. Maybe drop it on the 2nd of October, perhaps? Oh, that's it, because there's something else happening on the 2nd of October that feel like they can take our, our, our shine. Aye, I'll take It's not that. happening, Cody. You take our shine, we take your dog. <laughs> and we become, we become the biggest heels in the wrestling business. We are... Um, the dog nappers of social suplex. That's it. Sorry, Jeremy. Um, right, final question. <laughs> Sorry, boss. <laughs> exactly. He is a boss. Um, the, for, so from Rab Ropes. The women's tag titles haven't been defended on pay-per-view since WrestleMania. Jesus. And only on TV three times since then. Why do you think that is? Was it a mistake to put the belts on Iconics if Creative can't come up with a food for them? How much, if any, of this is due to the wild card? You would think that the wild card would help with this because the tag team titles are not exclusive to either brand. You want to know what the problem is? So to answer the first question, um, was, was it a mistake to put the belts on Iconics if Creative can't come up with a food for them, right? Was it a mistake to put it on them? I guess the reaction at WrestleMania suggests no. Like, I think they are over, just in, like, how kind of, like... Like, I think every, everybody loves them. But I'm not talking about their wrestling ability, I'm just talking about mm-hmm. the character work and the promos, and etc. So there's a difference there. Um, so was it a mistake? It depends what you're looking for. Me, I'm all about the wrestling. So was it a mistake to put it on them? I can't say yes or no, right? And, and the reason why I can't say yes or no is, so let's just say Sha- Sasha and Bailey still had it. Who were they going to feud with? Who is there for the Iconics to feud with apart from um, Asuka and Kyrie Sane? Like, they haven't built the division up. The ha- There's no real legitimate tag teams outside of the Iconics and, in my mind... Um, the Kabuki Warriors. Asuka and Kairi Sane. Like, for a while, what we had, there was a riot squad, but it was happening there. Um, we could have we had um, Nia Jax and Tamina Snooker, but Nia Jax so unfortunately injured. So was Tamina Snooker. Yep. Um, Dana White's, like, uh, Dana, White. Dana Brooks took a bad uh, gash a couple of weeks ago. Yep. You, for a while you could have gone with Carmella and Naomi but they're on doing different things um, so the problem for me isn't so much who has the tag belts because yes fine they're not great in the ring Iconics 
but my counter to that would be is that if we if it was still left on Sasha and Bailey, who would they have faced in? Mm-hmm. I think there was just a real lack of both quality depth in the women's division. Uh, but more importantly, since we're talking about tag titles, there's just no depth whatsoever. There's just nothing when it comes to the tag titles. See, it's a double-edged sword because the, the Iconics are having the time of their life and whether we like it or not, WWE is not just about in the ring. It's all the backstage segments and the dot-com videos and YouTube and they're running about backstage causing havoc and I'll admit, I love what they're doing. I love them. Um, they're just props at the moment though, the tag titles. Yep. And it's a shame to see because leading up to it, it was a big deal. All was going well. The was the chamber match a tag match? Yeah. Because remember, um, they were inside the pod, and uh, Nia Jax and Tamina were kind of like mm. ripped that apart to get them out. So you've got, and then the you can see Billy Kay and, and Peyton Royce like clinging to each other, like desperately, like not letting go of one another. Uh-huh. So you've got the problem of people being injured. There are quite a few women injured, more than you would realise, because uh, Ruby's out, Mickey James is out, Naya, Tamina, Dana uh, Brooke, Dana Brooke, Sasha's still at home. Sasha's still rolling about the floor at WrestleMania. Um, so there's a lot of people out. So that's that's unfortunate. That can't be helped. They're doing a very, very slow burn with Asuka and Kairi Sane. I imagine that'll come to a head at SummerSlam. So could it be used more? Yes. But then if if that was the case and the, ta- the women's tag team division was given more spotlight, something else would fall by the wayside and there would be another question being asked of us this week saying do you think this division or this group of wrestlers should be getting more time? So it's a double-edged sword. Off to a promising start as it was. It's dwindled to basically some comedy segments and I think that's a shame. But at the same time, I'm loving the comedy of it all. I love that, but they could do the comedy without the titles. Um, But like I say, for me, bottom line is there's just no depth in that division whatsoever. Through injury and that's, that's the problem. But remember, some of it's through injury. Oh, definitely. But so yeah, um, we've come to the end of the questions. Some good questions in there, actually. There were. I enjoyed them all. Not as many as we've I, had before, but there was still a, still a lot to discuss. Sorry, say it again. Weren't as many as we've had before, but still quite a lot to discuss and keep us going. No, definitely, definitely. Um, the only one I didn't like was a. Uh, well, there's not so much that I didn't like. Was Richie's um, question? Uh, I've got real problems with that. Now the big thing is what I want to know is. Who's take whose side is are you on, Rich? That's are it. you elite or are you RNC? Oh, putting the, putting the pressure back out. Out. Three letters for you, <laughs> Rich. The most, Which is it going to be? The most dangerous letters that Vince McMahon hates to hear. DVR. <laughs> Oh, 
right, so that was good. Um, good questions there. Um, Thank you, one and all. Yeah. So shall we move on to the to the quiz? Uh huh. It's your turn this week, isn't it? It is indeed. Just to let you know, I can't be asked with doing the jingle this week, so here we go, guys. No quiz time. Okie doke. <laughs> no, I was genuinely serious. I can't be bothered even adding it in. <laughs> you need to. That's like one of the biggest things people pop for. <sighs> Give us a live rendition, please. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends and Feral Roads. <laughs> He's not a friend. He fucking certainly is not a friend. We are the canine killers. Um, <laughs> a fucking WWE quiz. Dun, dun, dun. Excellent. What's the, what's the theme for this week? It is anagrams oh, of wrestlers nice. finishers. So let me quickly send this out for a second. Just texting. Okay. Um, right, so yes, anagram of wrestling finishers. I'll need to text you as well, won't I? Yep. Right, so the first one is... Hold on until I pull up my WhatsApp. Shout out to WhatsApp. Fucking love WhatsApp. <laughs> I've got about... 20 different groups on WhatsApp. And you're in about five of them. Right, so the first one is B.O. Scrotum. Oh my god, poor soul. B.O. Scrotum. <laughs> I never even thought of that. So it's a, a, res- a modern day wrestler's finisher. This wrestler has been in the, the headlines a lot in the last few weeks. Curb Stomp. Correct. Where was a oh, P.O. Scrotum? B.O. Right. There seems to be a P missing from the anagram, but it's fine, I got it. Oh, I must have missed it out somehow. Don't worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Right, here we go. So, number two is... As Comedy Devoid. As Comedy Devoid. (sighs) This is... This was a tag team... A tag team's finisher. Oh. Shit. As comedy devoid, I'm sure device is in there. Do you know? I never actually feel sorry for our quiz participants because see, on the receiving end of these anagrams, Jesus! Oh, murder! They're horrendous. Eh, shit! One more clue. Eh. One half of this tag team 
is no longer with us. It's something device, I know it is. There was a tag team currently who imitated him for a while. No clue, no clue whatsoever. Pass. What's um? Right, let me play a little something, right? Oh, but a pass though. That's fine. I'll give you this last clue. You'll enjoy it. Just keep playing that. That's your clue. Uh oh, what's that called? Ascension device. Doomsday device. Doomsday. Ah, bastards. That music is just so good. So, so good. I thought thought you would have got it when I say they've imitated a tag team where you'd have went to the Road Warriors. I was thinking of American Alpha for some reason. (laughs) Okay. Right, number three. African Bungie Retest. African Bungie retest. African bungee retest. This is a female's finisher. Will I send it in then? African bungee retest, a female's finisher. Yep. Oh my god, that's horrible. NXT female. Current NXT, so we have Shayna Baszler. And hers is a clutch. We have... Oh, shit, what's... What's Mia Yim's? Do you know, this is awful. What, that's the only two female you can think of? Well, the NXT women's division's not that great right now. Um, women on NXT. Yep. Fuck's sake. I've got nothing. Um, would you like a clue? One more clue. But when I, yep. next time I say pass, just... Allow me my pass. She has lost um, and two title matches this year. See, I don't know what Kyrie's saying. Oh, Bianca Belair. Oh. I still don't know what it is. Right, so final clue, right? The first word is the nationality of Lionel Messi. Pardon? Argentine face buster. (laughs) (laughs) Right, number four. Jesus, how was I supposed to get that? 
Ian Remark Ian Remark so I-A-N mm-hmm. Ian Remark Ian Remark You sending it in? Oh, that's it, Ian Remark E-I-N I-I-A-N or I-A-N I-A-N Ian Remark I'll send it it's probably I'll just send it Rainmaker Correct Finally Number 5 It is Air Guns Air Guns Mm -hmm. Fronts Air Guns Fronts Fronts F-R-O-N-T-S This is um, A wrestler from the Attitude Era Air guns fronts. Um, the one of the words in the finisher is the same as planet. There's a planet in there. Yes. Um, Uranus. <laughs> Just run through the planets in your head. Right, Mars. No. Eh? Just keep going. Once you say it, you'll be like, oh, I've got it. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Oh, rings of Saturn. Rings of Saturn. Shout out to Moppy. (laughs) Right, so... Was this number six? We've got Orzo Orzo Terms O R Z O Terms T E R M S. What number is this? Six. This is a current female wrestler. I can almost see it. Stream, stream, mare. Mare. Met. Ah. The Meltzer Slam. <laughs> Love to slam him. He's lost his mind, by the way. He's <laughs> not getting the Dave Meltzer. Uh, he's no well, basically. That's what it's like. Also, terms. Current wrestler. Current champion. Hmm. Oh, Storm Zero. Correct. Who's going to lose that Number. title? I'm telling you, Kaylee Ray, the next NXT UK Women's Champ. Uh, uh, listen, no, I'm not going to not going to get much argument there from me. I'd love that. Number seven. Creator. Kurt. Creator Kurt. K U R T. Yep, K U R T as in the Olympic gold medalist. Um this is a wrestler from the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Um 
wrestled for WWE and then went to WCW. It was a pretty big acquisition for them. I'm thinking it's something Reactor. Reactor number four. What's that? Oh, what number was that? Was it not four? What What was? The Chernobyl one. I've not seen that film or read up on the history. You've never read up Chernobyl? Shout out to Chernobyl. Jesus. That that programme, there was like six episodes, I think. It's just, it's fucking excellent. Tur- creator cut. Another clue, please. Yeah. Um... His his first name mm-hmm. is, is shares his his first name is the same as a baddie and like a fucking Marvel or DC or whatever the fuck shit that film is. Oh, well, there's been about twenty thirty films, so that doesn't really help. Oh, you tie the wrestling in with the the. The fantasy film it does. The only one I can think of is Lex Luger. Okay. Rack attack. What? Torture rack? Torture rack. I was close. <laughs> right. That's what I'm definitely going to have to send to you. So, question number eight is Cleft X Prep. Cleft. So, C-L-E-F-T, X-E-X, PREP, P-R-E-P. Your clue is... Perfect Plex. Yes, didn't need a clue. Perfect Plex. So, next one is... Cake, Cake, Mm -hmm. Hulk, Live... And it's Liv as in Liv Morgan, so without the E. Right. Kate, Hulk, Liv. Um, evil's in there, I think. Whenabouts? Current. WWE? Yes. Has anyone got evil in their wrestling finisher name? It's not evil. A clue, another clue. It is arguably Mr. Caleb Baldwin's favourite wrestler. I think it is anyway. Right. Hell of a kick. Yes. Right. Number 10. Thank God for that. So this number 10, right? What a way to end it. Just hit me with it. Yeah, I know. I was ready to send you the actual answer there. So here we go. It is ABBA, as in the band... Uh-huh. Farewell Thrusts. And the first clue. Abba Farewell Thrusts. 
current wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, on one of the NXT brands. This um, this if it isn't going to make any sense to anybody that isn't Scottish. All the best for the bells. <laughs> it actually spelled O as in A W R A for as in F U R. Yeah. All the best for the bells. Shout out to Joseph Coffey. To... Oh, did. So that concludes the quiz. So you got... Let me see. Oh, whoops. I don't see that. Let me go into it. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of ten. That's pretty good going, actually. Aye, with help along the way. Well, you didn't get... Uh, that's fine. Still, though. Anagram, anagram rooms are difficult. That's why we give clues on the... Uh, I know. On our... The quiz time invitations uh, and these shows will be dropping at some point. I will need to get things sorted. It's, it's the summertime, our kids are in, not at school, so trying to figure out dates and stuff. But we'll get to you, people, we promise. Yep, we will. Now we just need Sam to kind of bring the clock forward about 12 hours or back. back. We'll figure something out. I will. Looking forward to it. Yep. It should be two good shows. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I'll just leave the plugs to you now. I won't be here next week, folks. Yep. You can have the pleasure of someone else filling in for me. I'll be back in the week after. And I think the week after is the Summer Sun preview. Yep. Summer, Summer, Summer Slam. Yeah. Uh, we have been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on the Social Suplex Podcast Network alongside other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Man Watch This Shit and Get In The Ring and All Things Elite. See, there's so many All Elite podcasts at the moment it's hard to remember the names, but All Things Elite. And uh, NXT Then Now Forever. The podcasts are available on all the podcast apps that you wish to use. Please feel free to give us a five-star review in all of these. They help us with our algorithms and our sense of well-being and all that stuff. You can go over to socialsuplex.com to get the podcasts or the columns, and if you press the subscribe button, you'll get all that content sent directly straight to your email. Um, Social Suplex is the promo code you use at powerslam.tv to get over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling from around the world. Social Suplex page on Pro Wrestling Tees for all your favourite personalities and their t-shirts and all that. We are on the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group and we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Nailed it. Not really. I've got a funny story for you for a change. Okay, go on. Right, don't don't tweet don't tweet her about this. I don't know if she wants us known, but the other day my son had a our American listeners will enjoy this one. Our son had a, a bad Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you go, a, go on you go. It's, son, just, it's, just, it's like you're like, you're like don't tweet her this but I'm gonna tell the story on the podcast. Our son had a bad <laughs> nappy slash diaper. Oh 
uh, just before he was going to bed and we're taking him through for a bath and all that stuff. So I was getting him sorted, getting him cleaned up. And a word in Scotland for stinky is honking, right? So the wife came into the bathroom and said, right, time for your bath, honky boy. (laughs) (laughs) Did she she understand what she said? I did explain it afterwards, yeah. So, my son is a honky boy. Like father, like son. Uh, What do Zach Gowan and a slinky have in common? They're both fun to watch falling down the stairs. (laughs) I saw you tweeting about that the other day. (laughs) The the, the Warner Brock launched him down the stairs. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, Jeez. it doesn't really fit for him, because um, he doesn't have a prosthetic, but uh, Zach Gowan failed a wellness violation because he tested positive for WD-40. <laughs> oh, it's, honest, when do you think of these jokes? Um, hours beforehand. Sometimes I've got them lined up, but the last two were just late this evening. Do you think the Americans know what WD-40 is? They can Google it. They could. We could tell them, but you can Google it. That'll be your homework for this week. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, anyone that's going along or planning on watching it, enjoy the living hell out of the ICW double nighter this weekend. The card is as stacked as giant it's, haystacks as dinner, basically. It's going to be so bittersweet. I know, I know. Because but the people get to see Kushida, but then you'll witness the breakup of the kinky party. That bastard, Shah Samuels. He's the fucking mug of the week, let me tell you. Did you see his mug of the week this week? No. <laughs> It was on Boris. Oh my god. Did you see what did you see what Donald Trump's wife tweeted out? No. Congratulations to Boris Johnson for becoming the Prime Minister of the United Kingston. <laughs> what an idea. Did you see uh, I don't know if you saw it. I can't remember what night it was. It must have just been all day. But Zach Sabre <laughs> Zach Sabre Jr. was backstage and he was doing like the press conference and you could see him take a drink of water and he was like, I don't even care. What the hell's going on with my country? Boris Johnson just became Prime Minister or something. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of his press conference. Even wrestlers uh, can't, can't abide it. Anyway, this isn't the political show. That's uh, on, nope. a, on a different podcast network and I can't think of any more jokes. I'm all used up. Enjoy yourselves. Ricky, we'll see you in a couple of weeks and I will speak to you next week. Take care, folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.